This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Talk, big opinions, the panel. Glenn Lama and Ross Carl joining us this morning, and uh, I'm very appreciative of their time this morning. Uh, Ross, uh, can we start with you? 2011 Rugby World Cup, the 10-year anniversary of the kick and the win. Uh, what are your memories? Great memories of being in a bar in Wellington, um, sitting on the floor because there was nowhere else for me to go in a corner, holding onto my beer tight and not talking to anyone for 90 minutes. <laughs> and then getting to the end and that kick went over. And um, Actually, Lloyd Burr from News Hub at the time was uh, an intern and he maxed out two credit cards uh, that night and uh, we had a very good time. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I mean, and the kick? What about the kick, the Stephen Donald kick, Ross? Oh, that was nerve-wracking. That was, really was. But I loved it. You know, I'm a county man, and, you know, Stephen had been through so much um, over the couple of years. So to see him, you know, come through like that to the country was pretty awesome. Glenn, um, of course, I'm not even sure you might have been on duty in, in some capacity uh, back then, but what are your memories? No, I wasn't on duty. I was just like Ross watching the game. Um, I remember it not being a very good game, but we didn't care because we got the win. I remember Tony Woodcock's try, which was a nice line-out move. I remember Mm -hmm. Stephen Donald coming on with that ill-fitting All Blacks jersey that he had. He was like, uh, he's not a small fella, is he? But he was wearing extra small top. Uh, What else do I remember? I remember France being perhaps a touch unlucky not to win that game. Mm. But look, none of it really cared. None of that really mattered because we, we just wanted the win and and we got the win and, and, and on we moved. And we actually won that World Cup without Dan Carter, which um, at the start of the tournament <laughs> too, because uh, we, we thought would have been impossible, Smithy. But we actually got there when he got injured early on in the tournament. We got there without him. So um, it shows that we didn't need the master um, controlling everything to get over the line. Yeah, I, I think Ross too. Um, relief was uh, was perhaps the word used by most people uh, around the scene at that time. Eight seven, holding on, and uh, uh, for all intents and purposes, it looked like the All Blacks had it under control. But they're only a, a mistake, a penalty away from not. I mean, it was that kind of that kind of night out. That's it. I mean, we saw in the last Test match against South Africa how hard it is to play out a Test match, to go to all those rucks and malls and not concede a penalty because we all know the breakdown committee is an absolute mess and it could go absolutely anywhere. Um, so for them to be able to do that and then Andy Ellis to kick the ball out, you know, it was it, it was tight. It was, I suppose, what the country wanted. You know, we'd spent all of those years playing pretty and not getting there. And, and in some weird way, 
We were looking for, you know, just some grit and some determination and World Cup winning kinds of performances like that. And World Cup finals, there's been some shockers over the years, haven't there? I think the 2007 final was not pretty, uh, you know. But but what does it matter? Uh, they got there in the end and Richie McCaw did on a, a broken foot and it was a hell of a time. And, and then I think you could feel the next season when people were watching the All Blacks, they could enjoy it again. Mm. Did you feel that, mm. Smitty? Like it was like people could yeah. really enjoy watching them because that monkey was off the back. Mm. Well, it, it had been a, a generation almost, hadn't it, uh, Glenn, since uh, we'd last won it, um, you know, and it was the first time it was back here. Certainly uh, it was great and, and it helped the All Blacks on that occasion. But 24 years is almost a generation of people watching and, and not knowing what it was like to be world champions. Yeah, mate, and for, for, for people of... Of, of our age, I'm um, getting up there a little bit now. Ian, I mean, we can remember 1987 um, like it was yesterday. I mean, I, I just remember virtually every player in that World Cup that won the title for the All Blacks. I can remember all the games. I can just remember my memories of that are so vivid. And then, of course, we lived through the heartache of all those other World Cups. You know, we had to endure Australia winning two. Uh, although they were a good side. I mean, we've got to give them their dues. There were some wonderful players in that Australian team, and they had two great coaches through that era as well. Um, but you're right. Uh, Ross is spot on. We were just so relieved to get over the line and and, and, and end those 24 years of, of not winning because we like to think we produce the best rugby team in the world every year, even if we lose. Uh, but when someone came at you and say, hang on, you guys haven't won a World Cup for 24 years, have you? We, we, you can't really argue against it. So I, no. think, once, I think once the, 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 the 2011 World Cup was secured, uh, albeit in, um, you know, not the prettiest of circumstances, you know, I mean, we, had, we could kind of pump our chests up a little bit after a pretty lean trot. Yep, indeed. Glenn Lama with us, Ross Carl with us. Uh, we're going to take a very short news break with Trudy. Uh, some uh, COVID news coming out of uh, the, the Parliament, I'm sure, that uh, she'll update us on. Uh, and when we come back, we'll, we'll look at a couple of issues. Uh, the All Blacks are playing this weekend. Yeah, they are. Uh, they're playing the USA. What do the fellas think about that and the All Blacks team? And also uh, this interesting thing about Vax play, Vax no play, AFL, NRL, different theories there. Uh, what about NZR? Where are we on that? Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Glenn Lama and Ross Carl with us this morning on the panel. And uh, Ross Carl, here's a text that's just come in for you from Richard. Does Ross have a club in counties he played for or follows? Uh, I played for Ardmore when I was a kid, um, and they've become Ardmore Marisons, so that would be the team. But to say that I follow them would be an exaggeration. There's far too much rugby going on at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> to follow club rugby as well to any great degree. Um, but yeah, if, okay. if, I, if I was to follow a team, it would be them. Okay, so uh, will you be following uh, the All Blacks closely against the USA on Sunday morning? What, what, uh, what did you make of uh, the All Blacks side? I hope you've seen it, Ross, and... and um, What's your level of interest? Uh, well, I'm really interested in seeing how this team goes because, quite frankly, there's a lack of an experience throughout it, isn't there? There's how many players within there who've got less than test ma- 10 test matches, probably 10 or so players who played less than 10 test matches in that starting 15. So, yeah, there's, there's some really interesting selections. It's obviously a team that's going up against the minnows. Um, but it'd be nice to see Sam Whitelock back. That Ethan, De Groot, Asafo Amua, Angus Ta'aval front row 
is obviously something for the future. Um, but I, I really like the combination of Luke Jacobson, Dalton Papali, and Hoskins at Tutu. Seeing those three mm-hmm. together against USA team that's pretty depleted, um, they could run rampant in the loose. Glenn, um, what are your thoughts uh, on this on this weekend? Yeah, look, um, I, I don't think we should shy away from the fact that this is like every other game that a New Zealand team has played in the United States, whether it's the Māori All Blacks or, or this all, an All Blacks team. Smithy, this is just about money. And actually, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, we're in challenging times in New Zealand rugby at the moment. They've got to look at all uh, potential opportunities out there to try and earn some cash. And if someone wants to pay them to be in Washington on Sunday playing uh, a, a pretty weak USA team, then fair enough. I don't have a problem with that. But that's really all of this is about. And I think this team reflects, the selection of this team reflects that point of view as well. I mean, this is far from a, a number one team. Um, but um, so uh, so we'll, we'll see this team just tick off the win. Uh, we'll probably debate a few performances that won't really mean too much down the track because when we get to Europe, we'll see um, the players or the main players come back into, um, into those games. Um, I guess interest to see on how Sam Kane is going to, how much time he'll mm. get off the bench um, and I guess, you know, will it be enough to get him back into the captaincy of this team eventually? Probably will. Um, and of course Sam Whitelock and Dane Coles back in there too after not playing in Australia recently. So that's really where I feel about it at the moment. It'll be good to watch them play, uh, take the paycheck, a few players get a bit more experience on to Europe where the real stuff starts. Okay, well, Ross, how about this then? Um, the AFL uh, in Australia, of course, have uh, said, yes, it's compulsory to be vaccinated if you want to play in our competition. The NRL have said, no, we're not going to make it compulsory to play in our competition. Where is NZR's stance on this, or where do you think it perhaps should be if we apply it to, say, uh, NPC, Bunnings NPC level? Yeah, I think you've got to try to make it mandatory. Personally, I think if you're trying to look after the health of your players and you've got to take a wider view, and then the players who choose not to play will have to understand that that means that they've got to find a job elsewhere. That, that's my take on it. We've got to look at it the same way, I think, as, as the AFL. Um, the NRL is interesting because you know, when you consider that the Melbourne Storm play in Victoria and Victoria requires all professional sportsmen to be vaccinated, <laughs> suddenly you've got a team that's playing every week against teams from Sydney, you know, Queensland, etc. Those players, if they want to play against the very best team that's been going around for a couple of decades, they're going to have to get vaccinated. You know, um, Qantas, are they going to let them on the plane? Maybe not. So I, I, I think that NZR should try to get everyone vaccinated, but I think in the end, mandates made by the government will force them all to get vaccinated if they want to play here. Mm. Glenn, what's your take on that? Well, look, a few things here. Um, I, I can't see, from the New Zealand perspective, I can't see how New Zealand rugby will not be enforcing um, a mandate to get the, all of their players vaccinated either or right the way down to NPC um, level, Ian. I mean, I've just come downstairs to talk to you after watching the start of the, the COVID announcement, uh, announcement this morning. The Prime Minister has said, if you want to go to a sports event, you'll need to have vaccination in your arm. You'll need to have a vaccine passport. So if you want to go and watch a big sports event in New Zealand, how are the players going to be on the field 
not vaccinated. I can't see how they can't. So that is, uh, that, that's where that is, not just for the NPC, but for all kind of major sport in New Zealand. And I and going across the Tasman, I, I, I was gobsmacked, actually, when I read the NRL said they're not going to mandate vaccinations. Uh, how the hell is that going to work for the Warriors? Because very soon you won't be able to come into New Zealand if you're not vaccinated. So if there's unvaccinated NRL players coming across to Auckland at some stage into the future, they won't be allowed on the plane. So how will the competition work when all of the players in the NRL are not vaccinated? I can't see that uh, that uh, stance at the moment from Andrew Abdo lasting because it's just unworkable. It, it, just, it just won't happen. You'll see mm. um, players playing some weeks and players not play, the same players not playing other weeks because they're not vaccinated because they can't travel interstate or come over here. It's just unworkable. I can't see how it works. So I think the NRL will see sense of that down, down the track a little bit and you'll see a mandate come in there too. There's my prediction. Okay, um, just finally, uh, thanks for that, Glenn. I, I love that opinion, and I think you're absolutely <laughs> on the money. No, there, there's inconsistencies yeah. if it doesn't happen. There certainly is, um, and, yeah. and they've got to draw the line. And, and uh, you know, they've been asking the All Blacks, um, the Black Ferns, et cetera, to get on um, television, get on websites, et cetera, and say, please fax everyone uh, and use them as role models. Uh, I think they've got to back it up um, with some sort of decision in that area, and, and you're dead right on that. Uh, Ross, mm. um Exciting news for, uh, for Sky, of course, is that uh, the T20 is uh, about to kick into the gear seriously with New Zealand starting on Wednesday. Um, I, I'm not sure if you've run your, your finger over all the squads, but it looks as if it's a fairly open affair to me. And um, we're a right royal chance, which could be good for the ratings. <laughs> I definitely hope so. I mean, especially we've got them overnight, 11pm, uh, 3am games. But cricket diehard will get into it. And then we've got that show in the morning, which will also feature you, Smithy, where people can catch up at 7.30 in the morning with what's happened overnight. So that should be a wonderful chance to get into this tournament. And what I like about this tournament is almost every team around the world has won this tournament. I think Bar New Zealand, Australia, South Africa. So you go into it, and teams like the West Indies, who have typically struggled in other formats, can turn up and win this tournament. We don't know what could happen. I think the Black Cats have made a couple of semifinals. Um, and looking at the team, I'm not sure what you think, Smithy, the team against Australia, to me, looked like a team that could win this tournament. The team that they put out against England didn't. Yep, well, as far as I'm concerned, fellas, um, it uh, hinges, a lot of it hinges on the most important joint uh, in New Zealand sport at the moment, and that's Kane Williamson's elbow. So uh, we'll wait and see how uh, that absolutely uh, turns out. He's got to be available for every game for me, for us particularly uh, those very crucial ones, otherwise uh, we're up against it. Ross Carl, outstanding. Glenn Lama, uh, thank you, uh, outstanding as well. Thanks, fellas, for being part of the panel. Uh, we'll be back with one on Monday, being Labor Day. If we can find two Junos that uh, might be wanting to work on Monday, we don't know. <laughs>